Hey, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, Chris Maloney back with you for another edition of CWN Weekly, episode number 27. Today is Friday, February the 19th, 2021, uh, here in beautiful London, Ontario, and the uh, the weather is actually starting to get a little bit warmer. It's still winter outside, uh, still lots of snow, but uh, it is starting to get warmer outside uh, gone down from the minus 20s, so to speak, down to the about the minus fives or sixes or so uh, uh, coming up. But um, I mean, it, it is winter and and uh, we're still, you know, in COVID, so to speak. So I mean, it's uh, what else we got to do, you know, so we can look at the snow and watch some sports and listen to some podcasts. So anyways, like I said, Chris Maloney, London, Ontario, Canada, as we do every single week, anniversaries and birthdays. So if you look behind me, oh, well, kind of that way, NXT figure of the one and only Sean Spears and it's uh, I had two figures set out uh, a couple years ago with regards to him coming to London Ontario he's supposed to come to an independent show before he signed with AEW uh, and uh, I picked up two action figures the NXT one I didn't even know existed and uh, I ended up picking up in Toronto and uh, still got the price tag on I think I only paid $15 for it, whatever the case may be but it's pretty cool because it comes with uh, it looks like one of those belly buddy things that used to uh, blow up as well as um, uh, a, a little trading card as well. Now, I'll probably never open it. Hopefully, I'll still, you know, be able to get it autographed someday. But uh, anyways, the reference to Sean Spears is today. Well, not to, actually, yeah, it, it is today, uh, the 19th. So Chairman Sean Spears, the one and only perfect 10, so to speak, uh, born in 1981, which makes the guy 40 years old. So uh, I've had the honor of meeting Sean uh, a couple times. Uh, you know, over the uh, span of the last 20 years or so. Uh, very nice guy. Last time I actually uh, ran into him was um, at uh, Shoppers Drug Mart here in London, Ontario. Uh, you know, and uh, uh, my girlfriend at the time had just gotten off of work and we went over to Shoppers and then sure enough, they're like, there's nobody in the store. And I looked down and Sean Spears, I mean, he's always had the height, right? And I looked down, I was like, is that Sean Spears? And then sure enough, I, I go and, uh, you know, it's uh, I shake his hand and say, hey, uh, nice to see you. And 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 that's the last time I saw him. I was always uh, very respectful if I if I see somebody in public. But uh, wrestling events are a different story. I mean, I'm kind of mark out. But uh, again, 40 years old for the one and only Sean Spears today. Uh, tomorrow, uh, 44 years old is the one and only Gail Kim. Uh, somebody else had I've had the honor and pleasure to meet, uh, but she'll be 44 years old tomorrow. Definitely doesn't look it. Uh, she keeps herself in shape. Uh, one of the uh, the nicest, most humble uh, uh, people I've met as far as the wrestling business goes. And, uh, uh, you know, uh, 44 years old. And like I said, she does not look it. So her birthday is tomorrow. Uh, on Sunday, it would have been the birthday of the one and only Rhonda Bertha Faye Singh. Uh, she was born in 1961. Unfortunately, she passed away July 27, 2001, at the age of 40 years old. So way too soon to be, um, uh, to, uh, you know, to be uh, passing away. Uh, the interesting thing about uh, Rhonda Singh, Bertha Fay, I didn't realize she was Canadian until we had done, I think, a fantasy warfare thing last year. And she was one of the participants. And all of a sudden, when I started doing research on it, I was like, holy crap, she's Canadian. Obviously, you remember, you know, her her from WCW and getting involved with Miss Elizabeth and a couple of those matches there. Uh, you remember her for being part of Harvey Whippleman. Uh, you know, I think I got to see her down in uh, St. John, New Brunswick at a house show against Medusa, Alundra Blaze. I'd have to go back and check out the uh, the card. But uh, uh, anyways, I didn't realize she was Canadian. But uh, I guess when I would have saw her, it would have been 95. Uh, so, I mean, she would have been 
well, geez, she passed away at 40, so she would have been uh, early 30s. So, but um, anyways, unfortunately, she, uh, like I said, passed away at the age of 40 years old, but Sunday would have been her birthday. So happy uh, birthday, Rhonda Singh. And then the 23rd, the one and only Olivier, the Canadian gangster, Aubin Mercier. Uh, try to get the French in me. Uh, 1989, he was born, so 32 years old. He's an MMA fighter, light division, uh, lightweight division of the PFL, the Professional Fighters League. And uh, I didn't realize until right when I was about to go on air, he's got his own podcast on YouTube. He actually launched a, a show today. It's in French, uh, so I, I don't know if they do English ones as well. But Olivier, uh, Olivier the Canadian gangster, Aubin Mercier, uh, 1989, 32 years old. So happy birthday to him. So guys, news of the week is this, and I'm excited. Progress Wrestling returns with Chapter 104, Natural Progression, February 20th, which just happens to be tomorrow on the WWE Network. So uh, they released an article on the, I want to say the 13th, might have been before that. No, it was the 13th. Uh, Progress Wrestling is back. England's biggest independent wrestling promotion returns to action for the first time in nearly a year with Chapter 104, Natural Progression, premiering this Saturday, February 20th, streaming at 3 p.m. Uh, Eastern, 8 p.m. Uh, GMT on WB Network. Chapter 104, see the start of a seventh Natural Progression series tournament, which gives the future stars of British wrestling and the opportunity to break out on the biggest stage possible. Participants in previous editions of the tournament include Pete Dunne, Zach Gibson, Eddie Dennis, Tyler Bate, Flash Morgan Webster, among others. Past winners of the tournament include Mark Andrews, who used his victory to become Progress Champion, and Tony Storm, who became the first ever Progress Women's Champion by winning the fourth edition. Uh, so you can go and check out the article there, uh, cdbnonline.ca, as well as uh, wb.com, of course. I've gotten, I had the opportunity a couple of years ago to see Progress Wrestling uh, as part of uh, a super uh, SummerSlam week, so to speak. Speak. And uh, it was interesting. It's a unique feel. Now, I, I did see them in Canada, but still with the promoters and the, uh, you know, the, the way it had played out, it's such a unique feel to it. And Eddie Kingston was actually on that show. It was, uh, it was interesting because he got on the mic and then, uh, you know, it's just um, a very interesting uh, uh, um like I said, unique style as far as the promotion goes. Uh, so I will be watching that tomorrow. Uh, and it's on 3 o'clock in the afternoon. So it's uh, you know it doesn't cut into UFC time, which is kind of cool as well. Uh, from there, WWE signed Blake Christian to developmental deal. That was last Saturday as well. Uh, that was unique. So I was getting ready for Impact Wrestling uh, no surrender to take place. And sure enough, I see that article and I'm like, wait a second, this can't be right. And then sure enough, I read it and he's in a match that night. So uh, anyways, uh, Blake Christian on his way to the WWE NXT Performance Center. So it looks like sometime soon they will be announcing a new class because a lot of recent signings taking place. Uh, so uh, look for him to be part of that uh, new class there. He's only early 20s. I think he's 23. Uh, so he'll be uh, a bright future ahead as far as I'm concerned. Um, I predicted uh, it wasn't no surprise. Surrender. It was final. I want to say final oh, destination. Maybe I don't. I forget the name of the Impact pay per view. It was back in December, and it was the tournament style. Austin uh, area, not Austin Aries, but uh, uh, Austin uh, Ace Austin had won, and I predicted him and uh, Blake Christian to be in the finals, and it was exactly how it played out. So uh, uh, you know, big things for him to come. Uh, no surrender took place last Saturday. Uh, I'm not going to go into any kind of uh, uh, results or talk about it because of the fact if you want to hear my thoughts on it, uh, check out uh, YouTube, Facebook, Twitch, uh, CWN Recap, uh, where I talk about No Surrender 2021, but it was a good show. Uh, kind of still disappointed Tommy Dreamer didn't win the uh, the belt, uh, the championship there, but uh, I mean, it's... Uh, 
with still his 50th birthday and it was kind of cool to see dreamer in action on his 50th birthday there uh new japan's uh juice robinson and david finley come to impact wrestling i don't know if i turned the show off too soon because apparently this clip played at the end of the show uh, i was watching on fight so not fight network but fight.tv and i end up watching all the show and i might have turned it off too quick because i do not remember seeing that and the next thing you know the internet's buzzing and it's lighting up and i'm like what the heck how are they talking about uh, fin juice but sure enough, Juice Robinson, David Finley going to Impact Wrestling this past Tuesday, and it happened. So I was excited about that. Uh, Juice Robinson is one of those guys that I get a kick out of. And David Finley, I didn't realize uh, his connection. I, you know you know the, the last name Finley until about a year ago. And I was like, holy crap. You know, and then when you read about him and, uh, you know, you hear about his ROH stories and New Japan stories and stuff like that. Uh, he, promising career, of course, but uh, being alongside Juice Robinson, mentioned in Tony Storm earlier on, uh, you know, it's uh, it's pretty cool to see them here in North America. Uh, LA Knight arrives in NXT. That was big news from uh, last Sunday. Uh, not the biggest news, but big news from last Sunday. So LA Knight is Eli Drake. Uh, he's got the persona of uh, uh, probably the same type of character he had in Impact Wrestling, but, uh, you know, name change, everything else. But um, uh, he did a promo, I think it was this past Wednesday on NXT. And he, he hasn't said gravy train yet. He hasn't said dummy. Yeah. But he said, and that's just a fact of life. And that's something that he's, uh, he's always said. So interesting to see what's going to happen with LA Knight there. And uh, if they're going to bring up to the main roster, NXT takeover vengeance day results. Again, I am not going to talk about that because if you want to hear me th uh, think or my thoughts about it, uh, CWN recap, of course, that took place on Monday of this week, uh, family day. So you can go check that out. YouTube, Facebook, as well as Twitch. Uh, but uh, big stories, Adam Cole, Shocks, Finn Balor, O'Reilly, and the NXT universe was stunning betrayal was left it open to uh, this coming uh, this past Wednesday. Sorry. And uh, I'll get into that just momentarily here. WB Hall of Fame, Davey Boy Smith Jr. on WrestleMania weekend plans. So there's an article in Metro UK. Uh, it's hard to bring up the article. Otherwise, I'd be reading it right now because of the fact it's um, got ad blockers as far as uh, Google Chrome goes. And to get rid of those ad blockers and try to do a show, it's uh, uh, very unique because I, I like things neat and tidy. But the fact is it would... Uh, basically blow everything up so I'm, i just said you know hey go to metro uk the article is on cwnonline.ca but the gist of it is uh davy boy smith jr talking about him his wife not his wife him his sister as well as his mom uh davy boy's wife uh diana uh, talking about uh, you know uh, what the hall of fame plans are and uh how the three of them have to divide up what they want to say about their dad and uh, just uh, is a great piece there but check that out metro uk but you can check it out the uh, the article link cwnonline.ca of course roh announces date for 19th anniversary pay-per-view so i'm a huge fan of roh um to the point i was at a show a couple of years ago end up buying a fanny pack so <laughs> Um, uh, I also got a piece of the table, um, in, with regards to, you know what, right here. So that's my ROH fanny pack. Uh, for those listening to audio, I just uh, had a, a show and uh, tell, so to speak, as far as the fanny pack goes that I bought, um, a couple of years ago, I've also got, it's a progress thing that I bought at that, uh, that, uh, SummerSlam week as well. Yeah, ROH kind of, uh, 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 I guess key clip. And then I'm looking for something in particular. I might have showed it on the show before. It might have been my last podcast. But there we go. That is one of the coolest things I think I've owned or I own as far as wrestling uh, memorabilia goes because I was there live. And the main event for ROH was the Briscoe Brothers and basically a TLC match, just anything went match against G.O.D. So the Grill is a Destiny. Uh, the ROH, um, I think it was the ROH, but it might have been the, uh, no, I do believe it's the ROH. 
So the ROH uh, World Ta uh, Take Team Championships on the line. But uh, the cool thing was the Gorillas of Destiny had the IWGP uh, Tag Team Championships with them. So there's a picture of me on the website of me with the Gorillas of Destiny with, with the titles. But anyways, the ROH thing, I love ROH. And I actually left a WXW show and uh, in, in, you know, at uh, midpoint, so to speak, to go down to be able to do uh, part of the meet and greets for ROH and then watch the show. And that I think I told the story a couple of weeks ago with sitting beside um, uh, who is it? Uh, oh, the, the girl's family. I'm having one of those slow days, I think. Um, I'll, I'll get to it anyways uh, before the end of the article here. ROH announces date for 19th anniversary pay-per-view. Ring of Honor has been delivering the best professional wrestling on the planet for nearly two decades. And the company will celebrate its birthday by presenting the 19th anniversary pay-per-view on Friday, March the 26th. Uh, our, all ROH championships will be defended on the four-hour extravaganza, which gets underway with the 19th anniversary hour one airing for free from 8 p.m. to 9 p.m. Eastern on Honor Club. Best on the planet, Stir City, Facebook, YouTube, Fight, and channels carrying the pay-per-view. Uh, 19th anniversary pay-per-view event begins at 9 Eastern, exclusively on Honor Club, pay-per-view, and fight. So ROHwrestling.com, as well as CWNOnline.ca. Angelina Love's family is the people I'll sit next to. I had second row seats. But um, see, that's why you should have more than one coffee <laughs> a day, because you'd be able to, uh, your brain kicks in a little bit better. But uh, anyways, yeah, it was it was kind of cool moment for me, because I got, went to the show, and all of a sudden, Angelina Love's uh, cousins are sitting next to me, and, and they got uh, all trash-faced, and it was, uh, it, it was a fun night. But uh, yeah, I try to promote ROH whenever I can, because I love it and the history behind it. And then Fight Network ends up playing ROH Classics, uh, you know, so it's it's I love ROH. Uh, Mr. McMahon, Paige, Ricky Steamboat head to WB2K Battlegrounds. So that is taking place now. It started on the 10th as far as the new characters, as well as the uh, new movesets and uh, uh, arenas go. So February 10th through March the 24th is all those updates there. I think Mr. Perfect just got released. So I'm kind of uh, excited about that because we have Bret Hart, Mr. Perfect, uh, which I've had the opportunity to see live uh, just one time in my life, 15 minute time limit here at the London Gardens uh, back in the day. But uh, yeah, you can recreate that WB2K Battlegrounds. Uh, WB clarifies new policy on third party and social media mentions. This is interesting because it's back again. So if you guys remember, uh, with regards to WWE, uh, you know, they try to put a stop on everybody's Twitch accounts, uh, Twitter accounts, anything that they could do, social media based and everything else. So um, anyway, Meltzer had a conversation with Brian Alvarez on a podcast. I, you know, had the uh, uh, ability to listen to it because I uh, subscribed to F4W online. Uh, but uh, they're talking about here regarding a discussion on last night's Wrestling Observer Radio about WWE talent believing that they could have hashtags and or photos that would incense advertised products as part of the new social media guidelines the company has given regarding Twitter and Instagram. Uh, WWE has clarified its position. The new policy, which they say is not dissimilar to policies they have had for the past several months, is the talent is banned from monetizing their Twitter and Instagram by working with third parties. Company had already had this policy with Twitch, Cameo, and other social media channels, but uh, had not specifically in included Twitch and Instagram. And the article goes on. You can check that out, cwnonline.ca. Uh, but the, the the summary is this. Uh, so Meltzer had made uh, a kind of a comment where it's basically, say, for example, you're in front of a restaurant and you decide to take a picture in front of the restaurant, like as a WWE superstar. And then you hashtag maybe the restaurant's name or the restaurant. You could see the name, you know, as far as the, the tweet or the Instagram post goes or whatever the case may be. WWE feels that self-promoting that restaurant. So all of a sudden, if they have ties with another restaurant chain, all of a sudden you're promoting that, that's that's kind of their base behind it. 
Um, but in saying that, when you think about some of the deals that these WWE superstars, so to speak, have with the social media accounts, such as Twitch and stuff like that, I think Lana or Rusev, one of the two, was making like $600,000 a year just off of social media. And that's absolutely insane. So when you think about the WWE, their contract there versus how much they're making social media, which they have full control over, it's it's a toughie, you know what I mean? And some people have walked away from the WWE. Um, you know, it's, it's just a matter of how much money can you make personally and then how much money can you make professionally when i say professionally under contract at wb so to speak so it's going to be interesting especially with the new regime down there in the states with joe biden and uh, andrew yang of course and and what he said about uh, uh, this kind of thing so it's uh, nothing has uh, been mentioned you know further than that but it's uh, i i'm gonna say it's definitely in the works to see uh, I'd say by the summertime that something gets hammered out by the U.S. government, specifically Andrew Yang, on coming down on the WWE if he's actually got that power. So uh, I guess we'll wait and see. Uh, Cheryl LaFleur and Alexa Bliss, the guest star in Peacock's upcoming Punky Brewster series. I thought I was done saying those names, Punky Brewster, back in the 80s when I was a kid, but no, it is back February the 25th on Peacock. So guys, uh, check that out if you have Peacock. It looks like all of season one is going to be released. Uh, lineup announced for Josh Barnett's Bloodsport 5. So I still haven't seen Bloodsport 4, which took place last weekend. Uh, but I'm going to bring up the the, uh, the card here for uh, Bloodsport 5 taking place tomorrow, actually. A lot of stuff taking place tomorrow. you got uh, Progress Wrestling, you got UFC, free UFC at that, and then uh, Josh Barnett's Bloodsport 5. So you've got, uh, for the second consecutive weekend, Game Changer Wrestling and Josh Barnett are presenting a Bloodsport event. Last week's show aired on the official Bloodsport website. And on Fight TV, and this week's show will air on the same platforms on February 20th, which is tomorrow. So the matches are as follows. Main event, John Moxley taking on Davey Boy Smith Jr., which is going to be insane. Uh, Jeff Cobb taking on Filthy Tom Lawler. You got J.R. Kratos taking on Chris Dickinson. Rocky Romero taking on Simon Grimm. Alex Coughlin taking on Royce Isaac. Uh, Cal Jack taking on Super Beast, Calvin Tankman versus Nolan Edward, and Calder McCall taking on Bad Dude Tito. I got to find out who Bad Dude Tito is because the, just the name is uh, it's kind of uh, hilarious there. But that takes place tomorrow on Fight. So if you're looking for some uh, wrestling, uh, non wrestling, so to speak, uh, you can check that out tomorrow on Fight. So Josh Barnett's uh, 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 number five, Bloodsport five, so to speak. Uh, in some other news, and it's, I, I mean, it's, I I, um, I laugh a little bit because it's there's two people in wrestling, so to speak, you know, that uh, have had issues. And the unfortunate thing is they've never seemed to be able to clear up their issues. I come from a generation where it was 1980s, 1990s wrestling. You know what I mean? A lot of guys passing away early because of drugs, alcohol, whatever the case may be. Uh, guys who have been able to clean up their acts as well. So X-Pac, Sean Waltman, uh, Razor Ramon, Scott Hall. You've got Jake the Snake Roberts, who was just on AEW Dynamite this past week. I've got you know the, had the opportunity to meet him twice. And, uh, you know, it's, it's amazing to see Jake the Snake Roberts still able to do uh, you, know, you know, this thing called life, so to speak, uh, Scott Hall, Nature Boy, Ric Flair, those guys, you know what I mean? Uh, but one of those guys who hasn't been able to clean up his act is the one and only Teddy Hart. And when I say the other person, that's Tammy Sitch. And I believe Tammy Sitch is still incarcerated, but now Teddy Hart's incarcerated for evading arrest, position of possession, sorry, of controlled substances and more. So article 
Teddy Hart, uh, real name Edward Anus, is back in jail. According to the Tarrant County Correction Center website, Hart was arrested on February 10th with charges listed as evading arrest, injuring child, elderly, disabled, and possession of controlled uh, controlled substances. The bond amount was not listed. Uh, new arrest is possibly related to a pro uh, probation or parole <laughs> probation or parole violation that led to the warrant being issued for the re excuse me for his arrest and return to Texas. So again. Uh, you know, it's, he, he, I mean, as, as a wrestling fan, as a Canadian, you want to see him clean up his act. But um, again, it seems like every six months or so something's happening with regards to, you know, Teddy Hart or uh, like I said, Tammy Sitch. But um, um, unfortunately, it's, it's he's back in jail and, uh, you know, he's still got uh, stuff ahead of him. But um, uh, thoughts and prayers with Teddy Hart, uh, you know, to, to clean up his act. It's it's not impossible. I tell you that uh, Impact Wrestling pre-show February 16th before the Impact debuted. Only caught part of it, but it's, uh, you know, basically uh, basically just a regular pre-show with uh, Gia Miller, uh, John, I want to say Burton, and as well as Josh Matthews. No idea that Josh Matthews only spelled his name with one T, by the way, until this past weekend. So, uh, but uh, anyways, that, that is available on Fight uh, Network uh, before Impact Wrestling, as well as they do uh, on YouTube as well. So uh, it is available here in Canada. Uh, February 21st, Road to Castle attack event can uh, canceled, earthquake in Fukushima, Japan. Uh, so unfortunately, uh, it wasn't a big card, but um, uh, apparently the earthquake had done damage to the arena. So February 21st, uh, like I said, the Road to Castle event uh, has been canceled. Uh, other New Japan news, uh, Tetsuya Naito injury causes ha uh, card havoc in C Cork and Hall. I got to slow down. Uh, Okada and Show versus Evil and Togo end up being the main event instead. I'll go further into that just momentarily here with uh, Tetsuya uh, Naito. Uh, Stump WB's The Bump to win amazing WB prizes. Uh, so that was on the 17th. Uh, they released it on The Bump uh, last or this past Wednesday. So if you want to hear about a contest there, go to cwnonline.ca. Uh, just type in w, uh, Stump The Bump and you'll be able to bring that up and, and find out. But um, it's kind of cool. You win that. I think one of the main prizes is an autographed championship belt. Uh, by the one and only Shawn Michaels, the Heartbreak Kid. So you'll be able to check that out there. Uh, Ever rise on their humble backyard beginnings and favorite Canadian superstars. I tell you this, when they got signed, um, FLQ was going nuts there in Quebec. And, uh, you know, that's uh, what I heard about their, their names there. Uh, but then all of a sudden they go down and I'm just, I, I see these guys and, and to me, they're not that impressive. Um, and then all of a sudden I do, you know, I, I watch the promo uh, this past week with them and Mackenzie Mitchell. And it was hilarious. And it only went about eight, nine minutes in length, but <laughs> they end up singing Oh Canada. And uh, it just, it made me fans of them amongst everything else that they were talking about. Everything, and, you know, but um, uh, they talk about backyard wrestling and, and, uh, and uh, some of their favorite, you know, uh, superstars and uh, Mackenzie Mitchell uh, put them on the spot. And it was like, WrestleMania main event, WWE championship on the line, Kevin Owens versus Bret Hart dream match. Who, who do you pick? Um, I don't know. I would tend to probably maybe go KO as much as I love Bret Hart. Both of these guys are behind me here. Bret Hart is always in the background carrying the Canadian flag. And then Kevin Owens is off to the one side. Cody Rhodes is off to the other side because, you know, obviously the news on uh, AEW this past week. But uh, I don't know. That would be a tough one. Bret Hart versus KO. It's uh, That would be interesting. Definitely a dream match. Uh, I might have to bring that up in uh, 2K Battlegrounds uh, and, and see, uh, you know, who, who beats who, so to speak. But uh, like I said, Everrise, uh, you can check the video out, uh, cwnonline.ca as well as YouTube. But, uh, yeah, um, I became a fan of them. So I'm looking forward to tonight's event, which I'll get into as well just in a couple moments. Uh, NBC's Young Rock debuts exceeds. 
5 million viewers. And uh, that was uh, released on the 17th. Final number came out 5,315,000 people watched episode one uh, titled Working the Gimmick. And to me, the show was over. I was like, wait a second, that's that's not long enough. But uh, it's it's got me hooked already. And it's the different stages of The Rock's life. And, uh, you know, the, the end of the show uh, on Tuesday, uh, basically, he went into rock mode and, uh, you know, uh, they were making fun of him in the, be- in the beginning scene. And the next thing you know, he just he goes into rock mode. It was actually absolutely kind of cool. And it, it's cool to know that it's based, uh, you know, uh, somewhat on his real life, so to speak. But it was cool seeing the Iron Sheik in there, the Junkyard Dog, the Samoans, Andre the Giant. Uh, it's going to be interesting to see where the series goes. But definitely looking forward to that every Tuesday night on NBC as well as City TV here in Canada. But like I said, 5,315,000 people for Young Rock. That's nuts. Uh, we go from uh, Young Rock to pilot film for new uh, WB NXT Evolve show. So I'm going to bring that up just quickly here. Um, I didn't even know if it was in, in the works. And also, next thing you know, it's being reported by multiple news sources. And it's uh, kind of cool. So... Uh, in December, news emerged that WWE NXT was considering a second show that would focus on those trying to make it on the NXT roster. Uh, Fightful reported Wednesday that the show is another step closer to being reality with a tentative title of NXT Evolve, with Evolve founder Gabe Sapolsky and Jeremy Borash both heavily involved. Uh, Dave Meltzer conf- uh, confirmed that a pilot has been filmed but couldn't uh, confirm any other details. Uh, Sapolsky tweeted Wednesday evening, everything is a team effort at NXT. Everything is fluid and fluctuates. My name doesn't uh, belong attached to anything like I'm running another independent promotion. Thank you. So, um, and it goes on to state uh, back in 2000 and I think 18, which doesn't make sense. I think it was just last year. Evolve was bought out by the WWE. Uh, but it was just the tape library, apparently. But n- now they're making something of it. So obviously, they might have the evolved that old school logo in that, uh, I, you know. But uh, it'll be transitioned into an NXT uh, WB thing. But uh, I'm looking forward to it. It's kind of cool because a lot of people NXT getting signed don't necessarily have that airtime. You know what I mean? They have that two hour show, which leads into the takeover shows. But other than that, they they there's not you know they have so many so much talent signed down there. And again, it's like the AEW Dark, where I heard somebody mention that uh, a couple days ago, and it's you know it's basically their version of AEW Dark, but uh, they got the US name, uh, network network as well as Peacock behind them now. Uh, so I can't wait to see it. So hopefully uh, by the summertime. But uh, I, like I said, it was news to me, and uh, I am excited to uh, to see. Uh, what happens with this NXT Evolve uh, thing coming up. Uh, Edge grateful for chance to main event WrestleMania. I've been pinching myself for the past year. Uh, article interview with SI.com, uh, courtesy of Justin Barrasso. Uh, so we talked about Christian as well. And, uh, you know, the news about Christian, uh, or the, sorry, Christian get the news uh, two days prior to the Royal Rumble. And uh, uh, just a, a good article about, uh, you know, uh, how much, Edge is loving being back in the wrestling business here. So what I was referring to earlier, Tetsuya Naito injured to miss Awadi as well as Yamagata events. Uh, so I'm going to bring that up here. Hopefully I have it in front of me. And no, I don't without going to the New Japan uh, website. So I'll just give you the, the rundown here. So anyways, uh, Tetsuya Naito uh, had come out on, I think it was nights. I think it was night five of Road to Castle Attack. And he was supposed to be in the main event. And he was supposed to be teaming with, I think, not Sonata. I think he might have been uh, teaming with, um, oh, it might have been Sonata. I, I don't, uh, I'll, anyways. Uh, but he came out, his his right knee's injured. So uh, with that being said, they had to change the main event. So like I was talking about earlier with regards to uh, Okada and Show. 
Um, and then now all of a sudden it's uh, serious enough that he's going to miss the next couple of events. So uh, he's missing Iwate, which was, I believe, today in the Yamagata, which is tomorrow, uh, which would make sense. So uh, uh, he's not young and he's uh, put his body through some damage. So uh, get well, Tatsuya Naedo, but he uh, will be missing tomorrow's event as well as far as New Japan goes. Uh, as well as New Japan, John Moxley interview Red and Gold it was uh, released yesterday, the seventh, or sorry, two days ago on the seventeenth. Uh, you can check that at New Japan uh, World, uh, as well as New Japan's uh, YouTube accounts, as well as CWNOnline.ca, of course. Uh, anytime I do CWN Weekly, I'd say about ninety percent of the top, uh, stuff I talk about is on CWNOnline.ca. So uh, check that out. Uh, Road to Castle Attack Night Seven preview taking place February the twenty second, and Road to Castle Night Eight preview taking place twenty uh, fifth. Uh, so those would be the last two road two events before the actual castle events there. But night seven, uh, both of these taking place in Corken Hall, Tokyo, Japan. Uh, main event chaos, Tomohiro uh, Ishii, as well as uh, Kazuchika, Kazuchika, Kazuchika Okada. It's like I said, I got to slow down. Taking on Bullet Club, which is Evil and Jay White. And then you've also got uh, Kota Ibushi and Hanma taking on LIJ, which is Tetsuya Naido and Sanada. So he is back for that one. Uh, as far as right now it goes anyways, LAJ again, so Shingo Takage, Bushi, as well as Hiromu Takahashi, taking on Bullet Club, which ELP, Taiji Ishimori, as well as Yujiro Takahashi. Uh, then we've got uh, Sho Toriyano, Yoshihashi, and Hiroki Goto, uh, taking on Bullet Club, which is J- uh, Jado. Uh, Chase Owens, Tamatanga, and Tengaloa, G-O-G, uh, G-O-D, of course. And then uh, the first match on the card is Hiroshi Tanahashi, Hiroyoshi Tanzan, Gabriel Kidd versus the United Empire, which is Jeff, uh, Jeff Cobb. Uh, Will Ospreay, as well as the great Okan. So that is night seven, available in New Japan World. Then we go on to night eight, which is the 25th, like I had said. Main event, IWGP Junior Heavyweight Tag Team Championship match. The Bullet Club, which is ELP, and Taiji Ishimori taking on LIJ, uh, which is uh, Hiromo Takahashi and Bushi. So that should be interesting there. Uh, match number four of the night, Kota Ibushi, Yuji Nagata, and Tomoaki, Tomoaki Hanma. Taking on uh, LIJ, which is Tatsuya Naeda, Sonata, and Shingo Takage. Uh, we've also got third match of the night, uh, Tomohiro Ishii, Hiroki Goto, uh, Yoshihashi. Taking on Bullet Club, which is Jay White, Tamatanga, and Tangaloa. Uh, we've got uh, second match of the night, Kazuchika Okada, Toriyano, and Sho. Uh, taking on Bullet Club, which is Evil, Chase Owens, and Dick Togo. And then we got first match of the night, uh, Hiroshi Tanahashi, Satoshi Ko- Kojima, and Yoda uh, Tetsui. Uh, taking on United Empire, which is Great Ocon, Will Ospreay, as well as Jeff Cobb. So, guys, check that out if you get a chance. February 22nd as well as February uh, the 25th, which happens to be my mom's birthday. So, uh, that'll be uh, that'll be a, a cool day. Uh, Conan hospitalized with serious uh, kidney issue that was uh, come out on the 18th. Uh, so, I'm just going to bring up the article there because there, there was an update that happened just before the show here today. Uh, so, I'll talk about that just uh, momentarily here as well. So. So this came out on February 18th, very early in the morning. Uh, Wednesday's Wrestling Observer Radio, Dave Meltzer reported that Conan is currently hospitalized with a kidney issue. One that Meltzer said is pretty serious. Meltzer didn't have any additional details confirmed, but said the situation was very concerning and that there may be more known on Thursday. And it goes on to say, now retired from the ring, he has stayed involved in pro wrestling with several organizations, including AAA, Impact, and MLW where he has been uh, feuding with Selena De, uh, De La Renta, even did an appearance on November 2020 edition of AEW Dynamite, where Chris Jericho's inner circle went to Las Vegas. So that was then. And you know what? I'll see if I can bring up the article right now as far as the update status goes, because 
like I said, that was uh, a couple days ago here. And then just before I went on the air here today, uh, Conan doing better after COVID-19 diagnosis released from the hospital. So that was today just before I went on the air. Conan Dave, uh, Dave Meltzer again, Conan was released from hospital Thursday and is doing better. Former Mexican wrestling uh, legend tested positive for COVID-19 and was hospitalized this week afterward due to a serious kidney injury. Following a 2007 kidney transplant and side effects from uh, anti-rejection drugs, he had been very cautious in the pandemic due to a weakened immune system. Uh, says he was uh, 57 years old, said he was bedridden for three days before getting his diagnosis and going into the hospital as his kidneys were failing. It's unknown how he got the virus and whether he still and whether he still has it. Uh, but it is good news. He is at the hospital as of yesterday. And, uh, you know, thoughts and prayers with Conan there, 57 years old. Um, and he's one of the staples as far as Mexican wrestling goes. I mean, the guy's been going uh, since the uh, 90s, so to speak, WCW and even before that. So uh, thoughts and prayers to get well uh, for Conan there. Uh, another article, what will the Sarah's impact sacrifice on Impact Plus? That came out yesterday. Uh, March 13th is their next iPay-per-view. So you get uh, Impact sac uh, Sacrifice taking place March 13th on Impact Plus as well as Fight. Uh, Snickers to sponsor WrestleMania for the sixth consecutive year. That was released as well yesterday. Uh, so you're always uh, kind of used to the, the past couple of years, uh, like myself, being used to the Snickers uh, logo being part of WrestleMania. So that's going to be uh, uh, continuous there. Uh, I didn't realize they were owned by Wrigley. So that's kind of unique. Uh, report large number of WB employees getting stock award. So that was on the 18th, which was yesterday. I'm going to bring up the article here because I hadn't had a chance to read it, um, but I, I did uh, uh, save the link here. So setting multiple sources, uh, WrestleNomics, Brendan Thurston tweeted Thursday that a large number of WB employees are being given a th uh, $3,000 stock award that fully invest in March. Uh, the news comes roughly after a week after the company told employees that there'd be no impending raises, bonuses, and promotions coming, understandably causing some negative feelings as the result. It's unknown whether the stock award was directly tied into the unhappiness uh, of the announcement. And then Thurston noted that uh, all, not all employees were getting the award. So it had come out, like the article said, with regards to no bonuses and stuff like that. And there was a lot of disgruntled employees. And because of that, obviously, now it looks like they're trying to make right with some of them. Uh, but it uh, remains to be seen if there's going to be any further news with regards to that. Uh, Heath to undergo surgery on March the 1st. Uh, looks like it's stuff with, with regards to hernias. Um, his body was more damaged than what he thought, but uh, uh, thoughts and prayers and strength are with him as well with regards to upcoming surgery. Uh, WB brain damage case being appealed to the U.S. Supreme Court. Uh, this has been coming out the past couple of days with regards to wrestling news here. So I'm just going to bring up the article here, which is being reported all over the place. Uh, the brain damage lawsuit against WB was dismissed in September 2020. Several former talents that worked for the company claimed in the suit WB did not protect them uh, from repeated head injuries. Uh, the case was originally brought by Billy Jack Haynes, Russ McCullough, Matt Weiss, as well as Ryan Sakota in 2016. Other names listed on the suit were Jimmy Super, uh, Superfly Snuka, Road Warrior Animal, uh, Paul Mr. Wonderful Orndorff, uh, King Kong Bundy, as well as Mr. Fuji. All the plaintiffs, except for Orndorf, have passed away. So it's going to be interesting to see, uh, like I said, with the new regime uh, with regards to WB and the Biden administration there to see what happens with this one. Obviously, it's been shut down uh, in the past. Uh, you know, WB's got their good lawyers there and stuff like that. But um, 
uh, it'll be interesting to see where this one goes as well. Uh, other news, Mike Bennett, as well as Maria Canella, signed to ROH through the end of June. Uh, that was reported uh, today. Uh, report as well, Kyrie, uh, Kyrie Sane, I haven't said that name in a while, Kyrie Sane, unable to get WB permission uh, to work Stardom's 10th anniversary show. So, I mean, it's, I, I realize they're a company, and I've been following them since the time I was three years old. You know what I mean? But the fact is, when it comes down to it, it's tough to know that they pull rank on stuff. It's okay. I'll, I'll put it this way. Tony Khan has been talking about the forbidden door. He's also mentioned about cross promoting and doing something with the WB. And yet they've got a company like Stardom over there in Japan, which New Japan Pro Wrestling is affiliated with. And they're, you know, saying no to Kyrie Sane as far as, uh, you know, uh, doing a one time for the 10th anniversary. And to me, that is garbage. It's uh, I understand they still own her contract or intellectual rights or whatever the case may be. Uh, but it's a one-time thing for a 10th anniversary. And WWE, I just don't get it. But I'll leave it at that. But, um, uh, you know, like I said, Tony Khan talking about opening the forbidden door, so to speak. And I don't necessarily see the WWE ever uh, ever being part of that. Um, why isn't Matt Cardona in AEW anymore? That was interesting. So Chris Van Vliet had an interview on YouTube. Uh, just a little snippet, but uh, Cardona basically said uh, that he's uh, not looking to sign a full-time contract. Uh, you know, he basically said he had a long-time relationship and he wasn't looking to get into another long-time relationship. So he's uh, he's enjoying doing his podcast and obviously his uh, his uh, action figures and uh, just basically being a free agent to do what he wants to right now. So good for him. Uh, Edge says the only time he and Christian ever got into a fist fight was over NHL 94. Uh, Edge is a gamer, apparently, and uh, he was talking about that in Super Mario 3. Uh, with regards to NHL 94, uh, I grew up playing it on SNES, but it had a Sega Genesis. I had a Sega Genesis, but my uh, my best friend back in the day had uh, a Super Nintendo. So anytime NHL would come up, Madden included, but it was always NHL and Madden, we would get together and we'd have like little mini tournaments and stuff like that, the same way Edge and Christian used to. And uh, uh, I, I can see <laughs> the passion behind it because it was... Uh, you know, if, if you're, uh, you're within that age group, so to speak, you know, it's it, uh, SNES or Sega Genesis games back in the day used to get intense. I guess you could probably relate it to Fortnite or Call of Duty or whatever the case may be uh, nowadays. But um, back in my day, I can definitely relate to NHL 94, which is uh, kind of cool. Um, where are we? Uh, Underground returns this coming Wednesday. So it looks like no more live shows for a little bit. Uh, Court Bauer just stating that they, they're going to take a break. And uh, uh, nothing wrong with that because uh, MLW's got a lot of footage in the can. Uh, some old school stuff with regards to CM Punk as well as um, uh, one name I'm missing CM Punk and Steve Carino. That's the other name I was mentioning or thinking as well. Uh, AW Sammy Guevara not expected back in Impact Wrestling. Uh, that has been a circus uh, for the past uh, week or so. Uh, but uh, it says, you know, I'm going to bring up the article because it's, it's different from what I had been, um, uh, what I had been reading as, as far as the internet goes. But um Following a disagreement with creative before a short-term impact wrestling run, Sammy Guevara isn't expected to return to the company, according to Dave Meltzer in this week's Wrestling Observer newsletter. Uh, following his on-screen departure from the inner circle on Dynamite, the AW standout arrived in Nashville, Tennessee, to work the February 9th to 11th impact typings as part, as part of the angle. Uh, however, he didn't like the creative plan, and after making some suggestions that were turned down, he, told, he was told he wasn't needed. So... The stuff that I had been hearing about was with regards to Sammy Guevara as well as being part of Decay. But that's got nothing to do with this. Apparently, the, the Decay factor 
has got to do with regards to um, the new guy there, Black Taurus. And um, that's how his name got mentioned. But um, with regards to it, it said uh, Guevara. Where are we here? One story Meltzer could not confirm was that Guevara was supposed to be part of a six-man tag on next week's show, where the winning team would go on to, uh, to uh, go on to be in a three-way match for an X Division Championship match. He was set to team with Ace Austin and Chris Bay against Willie Mack, Josh Alexander, and Trey Miguel. Austin and Bay will team with Black Taurus instead. Uh, Guevara reportedly suggested winning the X Division Championship before returning to AEW with it. He would never lose the title and would be stripped at one point and then put up the grabs for in, tor- in a tournament. So that, to me, makes more sense. So the stuff that had come out on the internet was that he was supposed to be joining Decay. But that wasn't the case at all. Black Taurus's name got put into it because Sammy Guevara was supposed to be part of that. That would have excited me as a wrestling fan to see him part of that group with the Josh Alexanders and obviously the Chris Bays and stuff like that. Why he would nix it, I don't know. Obviously, there's more to the story. Uh, but the original reports about Chris Jericho, you know, basically talking to Don Callis and saying, hey, you're not welcome and get lost and blah, 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 blah. There's always more to the story. This makes more sense, but why he turned that down, considering the fact he's in the mix with guys like MJF and Darby Allen and Kip Sabian and those guys, um, I don't understand why he turned down something like that, especially with, uh, you know, like I said, a little bit biased with Josh Alexander, Ace Austin, Chris Bay in the match, Trey Miguel, uh, and then uh, Willie Mack. So I, I don't get it. So. I guess we'll have to wait and see here. Uh, WWE's Bo, uh, Bo Dallas still under contract preparing for life after wrestling. Um, so he's been on the shelf for quite a while now. Uh, apparently the rumor, so to speak, the truth, so to speak, from what I've heard is the fact is he is, uh, the creative has nothing for him. That was, and that to me is complete garbage. Uh, but apparently he owns a farm and, uh, apparently he, uh, has been doing some farm work and apparently he's, uh, he's with Liv Morgan, which I didn't realize. Uh, so that is, uh, who his, uh, his tie is, uh, outside of the ring. Uh, but uh, it's uh, weird because Sarah Logan's got her own kind of farm thing going on too, and the Liv Morgan's. Uh, but uh, apparently he's he's looking. You know that might be it as far as wrestling goes, which sucks because he is a rotunda. You know what I mean? I grew up watching his dad, and then uh, you know teaming with Barry Windham and obviously you know Bray Wyatt and everything else. But um, interesting to uh, to know that he's uh, he's thinking about life after wrestling. And uh, last little bit of news as far as news goes: five greatest Impact versus New Japan for wrestling matches ever. Impact Plus Top Five, and that is on YouTube right now. And uh, some of the names in there, and they could have went a, a lot of different ways as well. But Tanahashi's in there. Uh, the main number one that they talked about was Kurt Angle taken on Yuji Nagata. I believe that was at the Tokyo Dome, uh, just from the looks of it. But um, Tanahashi's in uh, some of those clips. Uh, uh, Naito's in some of those clips as well. Uh, so guys, check that out uh, on YouTube as far as Impact Wrestling goes. Uh, rumors of the week. And you can hit me up feedback at cwnonline.ca uh, if you want to uh, share your thoughts with me. But um, uh, nothing I've seen reported. But the three rumors I want to talk about is Okada opened the Forbidden Door. Thoughts on Okada going to Impact Wrestling or AEW. I think if it's going to happen, it's going to happen post-match as far as Kenny Omega, John Moxley goes, uh, which would be absolutely cool and interesting to see. But Okada here in North America as his Rainmaker gimmick, oh man, that's uh, I, I'd love it, especially if it has anything to do with Omega. Uh, next, Taya Valkyrie signed by the WB. It's been reported, but nothing's come out uh, as far as solid news goes. 
Uh, where do you guys think uh, she's going to be? What is she going to be NXT? Is she going to be part of the Performance Center? She's going to be immediately called up. What do you guys think? And then something else I heard just today, Andrade back to NXT uh, with Santos Escobar and everything else going on with him. Uh, maybe he looks to uh, bring in somebody else to deal with Karrion Cross. So Andrade would be perfect as far as that uh, group Logada de Fantasma goes. So uh, obviously they broke him up with Zelena Vega as as well as um, Garza on Raw there. So with Andrade's, you know, uh, being tight with Charlotte and and yeah, obviously the WWE Universe and everything else, bring him back to NXT. I'd, I'd love to see it. Excuse me. It's worked out for Balor. Uh, Finn Balor has also worked out for uh, Ember Moon. So uh, Andrade back to NXT, especially right now. I'd love to see it. So, uh, yeah, guys, hit, hit me up. Feedback at cdbonline.ca as far as your thoughts go there. Uh, so highlights of the week are this. Yuka Sakazaki defeats Mei Saruga. Uh, Emi Sakura defeats Vin, uh, Veni. Uh, Ryo uh, Mizunami defeats Maka, Maki Ito. And then Aja Kong, 50 years old, defeats Rin Kadokura. Hopefully I pronounce most of those names right. In the first round of the uh, Japan bracket of the AEW Eliminator Tournament for the Women's Championship there, a winner goes on to face Hikaru Shida. Uh, next bracket is going to be taking place this coming Monday night at 7 p.m. on YouTube. But that was the uh, first. Aja Kong, 50 years old, <laughs> going through. That's pretty cool. Raw highlights. Uh, Raw was pretty good this week. Uh, Ms. McIntyre promo started off. Uh, Riddle and Lucha House Party defeats uh, the uh, Hurt Business. Bad Bunny wins the 24-7 championship. Uh, Flair and Asuka uh, defeats uh, Evans and, and Peyton Royce by DQ. I don't know where the DQ came in, uh, but the fact is this is where basically um, uh, where we're here. Lacey Evans said that she was pregnant. Uh, Rick Flair's wooing around ringside there, but it is real-life pregnancy. And uh, from what I've heard, she might be going into uh, a type uh, a Maria-type thing where she's still going to be on camera as far as, uh, you know, um, uh, a superstar goes, but uh, it's only a matter of time before they have to take her off air. But, uh, yeah, congratulations, Lacey Evans there. Uh, Kingston defeats The Miz to get into the Elimination Chamber. Uh, Baszler defeats Lana. Gauntless uh, match, which ends the show, and I think it went an hour. Uh, AJ Styles defeats Kofi Kingston first. Drew McIntyre comes in, uh, defeats AJ Styles. Uh, Drew McIntyre defeats Hardy. McIntyre defeats Orton by countout. The countout was because basically every single person in the uh, uh, the Thunderdome there turned into Alexa Bliss, freaked Randy Orton out, and uh, it was interesting. But uh, uh, so yeah, Orton's out of that match, and then Sheamus comes in and beats up Drew McIntyre to win it all. So Sheamus is going to be last in this coming Sunday at Elimination Chamber. So that was kind of cool there. Uh, AW Dark highlights: twelve matches taking place. Uh, Butcher and Blade was part of it, as well as Moxley. So Moxley actually wrestled on Dark. Impact highlights, TJP defeats Alexander to retain the X Division Championship. Trey Miguel defeats Willie Max Devare, as well as Suicide. Uh, Cardona defeats Hernandez. Finn Juice defeats Reno Scum. Tenille Dashwood defeats Nevea. Uh, still going, you know, friction going on between Nevea as well as Havoc. And the Moose defeats Streamer in the main event, old school rule style. ROH highlights LSG defeats Tony Deppin. The Foundation, Lethal and Titus uh, defeats, uh, sorry, Lethal Titus, uh, Titus and Willer Yuta defeats the Foundation. Yes, that was not, uh, I didn't screw up there. Foundation versus Foundation match. Uh, I haven't seen it yet, so I'll have to go back and find out how it, ha- how it gets set up. But like I said, Lethal Titus and Willa Yuta defeats Gresham, Williams, and Fred Yeehai. I'll eventually get that name right. Uh, MLW presented Filthy Island this past Wednesday. Uh, Dominic Guerini uh, defeats Mona, uh, Mona Loa. 
Still getting used to the uh, MLW current names there. Kevin Koo defeats uh, Zenshi. Alicia Tell did an interview with TJP. Rocky Romero defeats Gringo Loco. Uh, Azteca jungle fight, which was Mil Muertes defeating Savio Vega. Eventually, apparently this played on through the whole show. And that match was presented by Selena De La Renta. And then Loki defeats King Mo. Uh, Dynamite, a long show taking place here, but... Uh, not uh, not too bad. Uh, Dynamite taken, uh, took place. Hardy and Page defeats TH2. Uh, they announced that there's going to be a money for money match taking place uh, up on what uh, Revolution there. So look for that. Uh, Riho uh, with a return. It was interesting to see Riho back. Eleven months. Uh, you know that music hits. Uh, kind of a little bit emotional because it's uh, the the toll that COVID uh, COVID has taken. But to see her back in this tournament was cool. Uh, a little bit of ring rest on her, but uh, she's in the, the ring with a legend in Serena Deep, so it was a good match. Uh, OC, Orange Cassidy defeats Dr. Luther. Team Taz and Sting, uh, they had a promo, and basically uh, Sting got powerbombed by Brian Cage, which was unique, and he took a bump, and uh, it, Brian Cage basically... Uh, you know, it's uh, it, cool for him to say he powerbombed Sting, which is, uh, you know, obviously going into the the Revolution match as well. Uh, Omega and Callis Nakazawa are in kindergarten class <laughs> reading a Young Bucks book to the students. Uh, you know, basically it ends with Nakazawa getting picked on by the kids. Uh, but, uh, yeah, it was uh, kind of comical there. Uh, Young Bucks defeats uh, Santana Ortiz to retain. I thought it might have went the other way. There was one point in the match. I was like, holy crap, they're going to win. And then, obviously, Young Bucks retain, though. Brandy and Cody, uh, they, they revealed to have a baby girl coming up. Congratulations to them uh, as the parent to uh, two teenagers as well as a toddler. Uh, you know, enjoy it when she's a baby because once she gets older, it's it's, uh, it's it, toddlers and teenagers. They're tough, I tell you. Uh, but congratulations, baby girl, on the way for them. Uh, FTR defeats Matt and Mike Siddell. Uh, they go to cut the uh, hair of Mike Siddell post-match and Jurassic Express show up. And uh, Luchasaurus has got a new mask with new horns and uh, uh, dark, uh, darker green. So he looks uh, a little bit tougher and meaner. And, uh, the, you know, the, the fans in attendance are doing the Jungle Boy theme. So <laughs> that was interesting there. Uh, Moxley, Archer, and Phoenix defeat Kingston, Butcher, and Blade in the main event. Omega and the Good Brothers come out post-match and do a beatdown. And then Oma uh, Omega does what uh, the internet's been talking about the past couple of days. Uh, stating at Revolution, it's going to be an exploding barbed wire death match. So uh, it was interesting as well. So F4W, Wrestling Observer, had an interview uh, yesterday with Mox. And uh, one of the things that they had talked about was with regards to, you know, you've got a kid on the way with Moxley. Uh, do you really want to go into this match? And, and Mox just playing it cool. It's like, a, whatever, man, you know, so. Uh, but it'd be interesting to see that match take place on um, uh, uh, Revolution. And one of the things they, they mentioned in the podcast as well is if they're going to do it, why not do it now with no fans in attendance where things can kind of shoot up into the crowd and stuff and uh you know they can have a lot of theatrics taking place so um it's going to be interesting i'll tell you that uh nxt highlights oh kyle o'reilly promo opens the show uh he's looking for adam cole he doesn't come out he gets uh, uh um uh, roderick strong instead then he gets finn balor sets up the main event uh blackheart and moon defeats uh, candice larray indy hartwell gargano's on commentary the white van shows up Austin Theory uh, finally returns, so he's back with them. Uh, Ruff defeats Swerve. Swerve attacks him post-match. Obviously, the the, the you know the heel Swerve. Be interesting to see what they do with this guy, but I think there's going to be some call-ups before they actually give the guy a chance. Uh, Ken Zero Carter defeats Aaliyah as well as Jesse Kamea. Uh, then we see... Um, 
oh, what is her name? There was a post-match thing that took place. Uh, guys, go check it out on, on YouTube. Um, where are we here? Beth Phoenix, MSK, Gonzalez, Dakota Kai. Uh, Nia Jax, Shayna Baszler promo took place. It was interesting because uh, Beth Phoenix was with the you know the champs as far as the Dusty Rhodes Cup goes. Uh, and then all of a sudden, uh, Dakota Kai, as well as Gonzalez, get interrupted by Nia Jax and Shayna Baszler. Um, literally, Beth Phoenix, as well as MSK, take back off to the corner. Somehow they get popcorn and they're just watching the show. And, uh, you know, there's back and forth between uh, Gonzalez as well as Nia Jax. Something I had mentioned on last week's show or the show before with regards to who I want to see. And I'd love to see Nia Jax and Raquel Gonzalez and go face to face. And they did. And I can't wait to see the match. And the match is actually going to be taking place March the 3rd, as well as MSK challenging against uh, Danny Lord, uh, Danny. Lorkin and Oni, I, th- I think I screwed up their names. Orkin and, and Birch, though. Um, then from there, we go to Kushida defeating Tyler Rust uh, by forfeit. So Malcolm Bivens got involved there. Zoe Stark defeats uh, Valentina Faraz. Uh, and then Pete Dunn, Oni Lorkin, and Danny Birch defeats uh, Finn Balor, or Kyle O'Reilly, and Roderick Strong in the main event. Adam Cole comes out, lays out Balor and O'Reilly. And uh, I know there's a lot of talk about O'Reilly uh, this past week, but I'll leave it at this. He's He's fine. He's safe. Uh, he's a, a, a good superstar, I'll tell you that. And he is a Canadian boy. So, uh, uh, it's a, But it's a, interesting because the way the show ended was Adam Cole with that championship holding on to it, Finn Balor laid out, and Kyle O'Reilly getting stretchered out. So it's uh, uh, going to be interesting to see where they go with this. Uh, NXT UK highlights. NXT UK Heritage Cup champion A-Kid defeats Shaw Sh- uh, Samuels 2-1 to one in five rounds. Ben Carter defeats Josh Morrell. Uh, Danny Luna defeats Alea James. And Rampage Brown in the main event defeats Joe Coffey. Um, then we go to ratings. So quickly here, raw 1,810,000 people, 0.57 at 18 to 49 demo. First for the night, Canada had 233,600, 132, 100 in the 25 to 54 demo. Uh, they got beat by hockey, which was the Sens versus the Leafs. Uh, so a tough night uh, to be up against them. Uh, impact 197. Uh, so they're actually up this week, 0.06 in the 18 to 49 demo, 117th for the night. So uh, they are up, and I want to see them continue to 200s, 300s. Uh, they've got all the talent in the world. It's just a matter of the fans getting behind them again. Uh, AEW 747.31 in the 18 to 49 demo, fourth for the night. Uh, and then it was close though. So NXT 713.16 in the 18 to 49 demo, and then 39th for the night for NXT. Uh, SmackDown preview tonight Kevin Owens, uh, Daniel Bryan, Cesaro taking on uh, Jay Uso, uh, Baron Corbin, King Corbin, and Sami Zayn for the Elimination Chamber momentum, as the article put it. Don't know if anything's been updated since 2.30, but that was uh, what it was then. And then 205 Live preview is actually up. So eight-man tag team match. Mansoor, uh, Kurt Stallion, yeah, uh, Jake Atlas as Shantae the Adonis. No, excuse me. Uh, taking on Bali Rise, eight-man tag team match, like I said. Uh, that's the Bollywood Brothers, Bollywood Boys, as well as Ever Rise, calling themselves Bali Rise. And then August uh, Gray taking on Arya Davari as well. And the New Japan uh, Strong preview for tonight. Leo Rush taking on ELP El Fantasmo. Uh, MMA quick news. Canadian Julian Robertson was dropped from UFC 258, the undercard due to illness. Uh, that I didn't realize because I did last week's show and talked about it. And then all of a sudden the day of sportsnet.ca had put out uh, that she was dropped. It uh, wasn't COVID re- uh, related from what I had heard, but she was not on the uh, card there. Uh, Usman versus Burns fight results are up. Uh, CWNonline.ca as well as UFC.com. Uh, but Usman put him away within uh, three rounds there. So it'll be interesting. 
And uh, apparently there's a, a new fight to be set up and it's not GSP. Although GSP, I come out to uh, compare his skills to Usman's after UFC 258. I believe that was either tsn.ca or sportsnet.ca. Uh, but uh, anyways, it's uh, GSC, uh, GSP is not looking to come back anytime soon. Uh, UFC and TikTok announced, ground, announced groundbreaking sports content partnership. That was yesterday that was announced. Uh, so apparently they're going to have their own show on TikTok. I don't know much about TikTok other than it shows clips. I don't know how they're going to do a whole show. Uh, but apparently they've done New Year's Eve stuff and everything else. So I'll have to look into uh, how to watch UFC on TikTok there. But that was announced yesterday. Um, UFC.com, you can find that out. It'll be on cwnonline.ca sometime this weekend. As well as the last little bit of MMA news, UFC Fight Night Blades versus Lewis taking place tomorrow. Uh, main card 8 p.m. Uh, on TSN5. Prelims at 5 p.m. on TSN5. Main event heavyweight belt. Curtis Razor Blades. <laughs> Love that name. Curtis Razorblades, number two ranked heavyweight, taking on Derek the, the the Black Beast Lewis, who was number four as far as heavyweights go. So, guys, that is it. As far as uh, pro wrestling news and mixed martial arts news goes, no boxing news for this week. Uh, hopefully next week goes, or next week, though. So, as we do every single week, I take a little break get some water into me, and then we come back and talk about Canadian independent wrestling. So, guys, check out these promos, and we'll be back just momentarily here. Ultimate Championship Wrestling returns on Friday, March 5th, and Saturday, March 6th, with two explosive shows back-to-back at the Spryfield Lions Club, featuring Atlantic Canadian Champion Mia Malik, the upperclassman Jefferson James, the world's greatest professional wrestler Charlie Hubley, the wild thing Casey Williams, the concussion dealer Troy Merrick, and 20-year professional wrestling veteran, Lincoln Steen. Tickets are on sale now. Get your tickets now by calling 902-233-3663 or emailing ucwtickets at gmail.com. VIP tickets are $25. General admission tickets are just $20. Don't miss UCW's return to Spryfield on Friday, March 5th and Saturday, March 6th at the Spryfield Lions Club. Please visit facebook.com slash ucwvip for more details hey are you getting tired of the grind getting tired of the same old same old get tired of living in an echo chamber well if you are tune into the duke you suck podcast with duke durango we'll be talking wrestling sports of all kinds politics medicine whatever else we want to get into what i'm really looking for is for you to go on a journey with me perhaps we find some common ground and hopefully have a laugh along the way so watch this space For the first episode dropping soon, the Duke You Suck podcast with me, Duke Durango. Hey guys, welcome back to the show. Hashtag we are CIW, which stands for Canadian Independent Wrestling. Check us out, CanadianIndependentWrestling.ca. Forward you to the Facebook group, and then uh, you can promote, promote, promote. So uh, thanks to UCW Pro Wrestling. Like I said, returning to Halifax, Nova Scotia, March 5th and 6th. That is coming up in a couple weeks there, as well as welcome to the Duke You Suck podcast, which was uh, came out today, uh, the uh, the promo for it anyway. So that is Dirty Duke Durango, and uh, he's going to be doing that on YouTube. Uh, no official YouTube link. Uh, but if you search Dirty Duke Durango on YouTube or check out cwnonline.ca, uh, you'll be able to see the promo there. So um, uh, interesting to, to see him coming up because he is one of the guys back in the day. When I say back in the day, I'm talking like 20 years ago when I started doing my original pod or not podcast, but website. 
And uh, he was one of the names that uh, I knew from, uh, you know, the Alberta area and stuff like that. Uh, PWA, which is Prairie Wrestling Alliance out there. And uh, uh, it's interesting to see his, you know, him still relevant in 2021, so to speak. And then when you talk about UCW Pro Wrestling, uh, it's the Maritimes, of course. New Scott, Harold Kennedy behind uh, that, that promo there. And, uh, you know, some of the names uh, like Cowboy Hughes and uh, um, uh, I'm, I'm forgetting some of them. But, uh, like I said, only one cup of coffee today. But uh, it's uh, I love the fact that uh, when I think about when I first started doing my original website back in like 2001, all the way through 20 years later and uh, see, uh, you know, still seeing some of the names uh, relevant. It's absolutely amazing. Uh, New Scott's changed quite a bit since then, but uh, uh, we'll leave it at that. But like I said, UCW Pro Wrestling. Halifax, Nova Scotia, March 5th and 6th. Uh, you'll be seeing info up on uh, cwnonline.ca. That, that same promo is up there already, uh, but news with regards to the the event itself. I don't know if there's anything with regards to... Um, I'll have to look into that for next show. We'll get a couple of weeks, but uh, it is nice to see uh, independent wrestling actually coming back. And like I said, the Duke Durango podcast, uh, Keep uh, stay tuned to cwnonline.ca as well as our YouTube page to be able to uh, find out about that. Uh, NSPW first virtual event on Saturday, March the 6th. That was released on Facebook. Uh, so NSPW North Shore Pro Wrestling. I'm going to bring up the article here because that was on Facebook. And I actually found that one there. So just a sec here, just wait for it to load. And good old <laughs> Facebook. So big news for Canadian wrestling fans. This was February twenty, or sorry, February seventeenth. NSPW is having the first virtual event, and it's only five bucks. So they've got Marco Estrada uh, taking on Ivan Sullivan, uh, Michelle Plant uh, taking on uh, Stephen Sullivan, uh, Stefan Sullivan, sorry, Travis Toxic taking on uh, Dylan Donovan, and Matt Falkel taking on Jeff Saunders. Uh, and then the uh, English translation I had earlier on, and my apologies, guys. Uh, but you can check that out. Uh, go to uh, facebook.com forward slash North Pro Wrestling for more information on that. But that is an event that is taking place, uh, looks like March the 6th. Uh, so big weekend for uh, Canadian Independent Wrestling coming up. And then from there, we go into NSW Make em Wait number three, uh, taking place on Sunday, March the 28th. I saw that on Twitter. I uh, haven't seen anything more about it, but once I have more information about that, I will uh, post it here on CWN Weekly as well as CWNOnline.ca. But uh, the good news is independent wrestling slowly starting to come back. And uh, I think it's it last week. Yeah, I've got that that feeling that that you know that that itch, so to speak, as far as uh, uh, wrestling goes, independent wrestling goes towards the summertime. That's when I feel it's going to hit, and I, I can't wait because I have not been in, to an independent show uh, in over a year. Uh, so it's uh, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. Uh, so stuff released this week for, as far as Canadian independent wrestling goes. Uh, free match: Trent Seven in the North taking on the A1 Originals. That is uh, courtesy of A1 Wrestling. Uh, that was on the 13th. 365 Pro Wrestling Podcast episode 90 with CC Moss was on the 15th. Spencer Love interviews Casey Lennox on the 16th. Vidcast 38 with the one and only George Mackay featuring Ashley Sla Ashley Slashley. <laughs> What a name. Uh, on the 16th as well, uh, she apparently was the valet or the manager of champions. Just heard her name for the first time this week. Uh, new Evolved on Rogers TV, episode number 95. 
Uh, Carlito Speaks, King versus Stevens and Peters versus Maxwell. That was on the 17th. Another free match by uh, A1. Uh, so Lufisto taking on Kobe Durst, Intergender Wrestling that was released yesterday. Vidcast 39 featuring Jeremy Prophet was released yesterday uh, yesterday as well from George Mackay, Straight Talk Wrestling. Uh, episode 79, Vertigo versus Fuerza, as well as Sane versus Banks. Tyler versus Tarek for the Niagara Regional Championship, Border Town Pro Wrestling that was released last night. MPW Into the Layer, Episode 14, Magnificent. Uh, Mitch Clark taking on Dark Horse that was released yesterday as well. And then episode number 84, which was The Barbarians, taking on Justin Graves and Steve Brown, was released today by uh, CPW, which is Courage Pro Wrestling. Uh, so guys, check that out. Uh, two more pieces of news as far as Canadian independent wrestling goes. Spencer Love interviews Tyson Duck, uh, Ty- Ducks. <laughs> I should know this. I got Tyson Hit me up the backside of the head next time I see you. Uh, Tyson Dukes, Saturday, February the 20th, 11.30 a.m. tomorrow for a YouTube premiere. So check that out. Tyson Dukes uh, is one of the most gifted, uh, talented, independent wrestlers here in Canada. And uh, he's also one of the most humble guys in the world. And, uh, uh, you know, check that interview out, like I said, tomorrow morning, 11.30 by uh, Spencer Love out there in Alberta. And then from there, our own interview. So slugging with Stephen O'Neill. Uh, this past Tuesday uh, came out on cwnonline.ca uh, featuring the one and only Holden Albright. So that was uh, released this past Tuesday. Stevens in five uh, so far. Apparently he's got lots more in the work uh, in the works. I was talking to him last night. Excuse me. Apparently he's loving it and uh, loving being part of CWN. And uh, maybe I'll have to have him on the show. Uh, obviously he's, uh, not going to be able to do a Friday at 3 PM. I don't think, but, uh, I'll have to have him on the show just to, uh, to get his thoughts on CWN as a whole and everything else, but, um, he's doing good work and, and props to you, Steven. And I never would have thought it, uh, you know, considering the, the banteries that we've had back and forth on fantasy warfare sometimes. Uh, but, uh, I, I do appreciate, uh, everything you're doing and thank you very much. And I'm looking forward to some more interviews there. So guys, Canadian independent wrestling.ca, like I said, forward you to the, uh, the group there on Facebook. 430 members strong, I do believe, as of today. And uh, it's there to promote your gimmick as well as uh, your your podcast, your promotions, anything that you got going on, streaming services as well. Like uh, the, the only rule I have is to keep it clean, but it's coast to coast from the Maritimes all the way to British Columbia and every place in between. So, guys, uh, check that out, CanadianIndependentWrestling.ca. It is one of my babies I am proud of there. Uh, from there, we go into an important month in the month of February, um, which you've heard me talk about the past two shows, and it is Black History Month. And the focus for this week is the one and only David the Crow Loiseau. So uh, David Loiseau, born December 17, 1979, is a retired Canadian mixed martial artist from Montreal, Quebec. He's fought in the UFC, Elite XC, and TKO Major League MMA. Uh, he's a former TKO middleweight champion, former TPF uh, middleweight champion as well. He was the first French-speaking Canadian to fight in the Ultimate Fighting Championship. Uh, Loiseau has also played a gang member in French-Canadian movie La Rage de Lange. La, Ra- La Rage de Lange. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, Loiseau wrote and acted in a short film called uh, Kislos, uh, featuring hip-hop artist Impos and stand-up comedian Eddie King. Uh, to go on, David uh, was born in Montreal, Quebec, uh, to Haitian parents. Uh, he's expressed his concern for the people of Haiti and for his grandparents who were still residing in Haiti at the time of the earthquake in 2010. He's recently urged people to donate and help the country as much as they can. And then uh, one of the uh, the biggest things as well, which I believe 
is that he was the first uh, ever black uh, fighter for UFC. And I had read that. I'm just looking for uh, to see if it's part of the Wikipedia article, if I'd read it for for something else. But um, um, talks about his UFC career here as well on Wikipedia. So Luazo made his UFC debut April tw- uh, 20, sorry, April 2003 at UFC 42, uh, defeat Mark Weir by KO. Later in the year at UFC 44, he lost a unanimous decision to Jorge Rivera. And then after going t- uh, two and one, the TKO promotion, Luazo returned to the UFC in 2005 with TKO wins of uh, Gideon Ray, Charles McCarthy, and Evan Tanner. And then he lo- lost back-to-back unanimous decisions in 2006 uh, to Rich Franklin. There's an old school name and Mike Swick. Uh, so it uh, goes on to talk about, um, uh, you know, him and his, his career, obviously, as far as his professional record goes, 34 matches, 23 wins, 11 losses, 15 knockouts. So that's absolutely insane. Uh, so it looks like the last time he had fought was uh, a loss. W so WSOF. So I think it's world series of fighting Canada, uh, June 7th of two, uh, 2014 in Edmonton. Uh, he ended up losing that one, but, uh, his last win was, uh, according to Wikipedia here. So, uh, where are we here against Mike Kent, ECC 18 road to glory, October 25th, 2013, Halifax, Nova Scotia won the ECC light heavyweight championship. So a little bit more about, uh, David LaCroix, the Wazo there. Um, you can check him out actually right now. Uh, with regards to what he's doing at uh, crowtrainingcenter.com. Uh, so he's taken all the knowledge that he has and then basically, uh, you know, giving back, uh, you know, to uh, to new fighters, uh, so to speak. Uh, so like I said, crowtrainingcenter.com. Uh, and just basically the, the, the tidbit here from his website, Crow Training Center offers a unique experience for athletes of all levels looking to reach their full potential through um, martial arts. From Muay Thai to boxing and Brazilian jiu-jitsu, Programs are tried and tested and are adaptable to all skills. Uh, so uh, he's one of those big names I've always heard about as far as MMA, UFC goes. And, uh, you know, it's, I reached out to him at one point, uh, I, th- I almost want to say about 10 years ago, as far as doing an interview goes. And he was he was all for it. And uh, I think uh, uh, just that time in my life, I, I you know, I didn't go through with the interview. Uh, confidence, I think, or whatever the case may be, but uh, uh, you know, it's uh, I, just reaching out to him and, and him responding right back was was kind of cool. But uh, he's always been one of those names I've always heard about with regards to MMA, uh, you know. And I always thought the the crow, uh, the nickname was cool as well. But uh, uh, like I said, this uh, this week, uh, taking the time to uh, recognize uh, David the Crow, the Wazo, and like I said, check him out crowtrainingcenter.com uh, for his website there. Uh, so, guys, as far as CWN goes, as far as anything we've got coming up, obviously, it's big weekend as far as the uh, pay-per-view goes for Elimination Chamber. Not sure what to expect, though, with regards to the show, because of the fact is with Oscar, uh, her match, uh, you know, uh, I, I'm not going to say in jeopardy, but not happening. There's no way in the world can happen. And, uh, you know, SmackDown taking place tonight, uh, anything can change. Um, I think they've only got four matches listed. Uh, but by, you know, tonight after SmackDown's done through, uh, you know, uh, going through the the bump, which always takes place the day of the uh, pay-per-view, we'll have more to it. But in saying that, CWM predicts WB Elimination Chamber 2021 takes place live February 21st, this coming Sunday, 3 p.m., Facebook, Twitch, as well as YouTube. And then we've got CWM Recap WB Elimination Chamber 2021 taking place February 21st, 10, 15 p.m ish if i do the show that night if not it'll be on the monday but that'll be live facebook twitch and youtube otherwise it'll be premiering on the monday on 
uh, Facebook as well as YouTube. Sasha Banks is on Broken Skull Sessions after that. And uh, I'm loving the series as far as Broken Skull goes. Uh, so it's uh, it's tough to turn off the pay-per-view, uh, you know, to do uh, the show and then have to backtrack because I am older. I'm not, I don't stay as awake as much as I used to. Uh, so I, I, I probably 90% chance I'm going to end up watching the Sasha Banks interview and then doing CWN recap on the Monday. But uh, I'll be doing predicts live uh, this coming uh, Sunday, uh, February 21st at 3 p.m. And then the recap show for Limitus and Chamber uh, either be Sunday or the Monday, depending on what time the show ends. Uh, next edition of CWN Weekly, episode 28, taking place uh, February 26th, live at 3 p.m. That'll be Facebook, uh, Twitch, as well as YouTube. Uh, CWN Weekly is on social media as well. So Facebook, Instagram, Twitch, Twitter, as well as YouTube. Uh, so you can check us out there. So uh, separate pages for just the show itself. Uh, website, of course, cwnonline.ca. Uh, our email address, as always, is this here. So feedback at cwnonline.ca. Uh, so any suggestions for the show, comments, uh, any interviews you want to see me do in the future? Uh, you know, what, what do you think of my backdrops? What do you think of my my hat? And you really can't argue with the hat. It's uh, uh, I'll, I'll get to that just in a minute here. But uh, feedback at cwnonline.ca uh, is the best way to get in touch with the show, as well as at Chris Maloney CWN is the best way to get in touch with me as far as social media goes. So that's Twitter, Instagram, uh, Instagram, Twitch, as well as Reddit. And uh, I, I'm, I'm trying to get on Reddit a little bit more. I've managed to get on TikTok a little bit more, but I'm trying to get on Reddit a little bit more. So, uh, but guys, check me out at Chris Maloney CWN. Uh, so, in saying that, with re reference to the hat, 2021 NBA All Star Game taking place Sunday, March the 7th. Uh, they've named their starters for the East and the West. So, Kawhi Leonard starting for the West. And if you look on that side there, you'll see his stitched autograph, so to speak with the number two from when he was playing with the Raptors. So I loved him when he was playing with the Raptors. Uh, I've actually got a, a poster as well, which I haven't put up yet, which I'm probably going to hang in my daughter's room eventually. And she'll ask questions and I'll be able to show her all the, the newspaper articles and that, that that shot, you know, and everything else. But uh, good for him. He's uh, starting for the West. On the East, though, uh, the reserves haven't been officially announced yet. Uh, but Sportsnet.ca, and I agree with them, has predicted for Fred Van Vliet F. BV to be part of that reserve squad. And I'd love that to be able to see uh, Fred Van Vliet uh, play in the All-Star game, uh, you know, against Kawhi at one point. So I, I think that'd be cool as well. But that, uh, that's the sports fan in me. Basketball, you know, I, I love in the hat. Uh, almost wore the Red Sox hat today, but with the NBA All-Star game coming up, uh, I decided to go with the uh, the uh, the Raptors hat. Um, baseball, when I mentioned that, you know, I'm on Facebook and a lot of my friends are Blue Jays fans. So they're talking about pitchers and catchers reporting. Obviously, the same thing happened with the Red Sox. So, uh, you know, once that happens, you'll see it kicking into full gear. Uh, the Sens kind of suck this year and the Pats, you know, anyways, so it is what it is. So uh, go Raptors, uh, hashtag we the North and the All-Star game coming up and I'm looking forward to it there. So guys, thank you very much for watching and listening. Uh, again, check me out, Chris Maloney, CWN, as well as always check out the website, cwnonline.ca. Uh, I'll have some huge news coming up in the uh, next month or so as far as what I've got in the works, as far as the website goes. Uh, but uh, I'll I'll put it this way I'll, I'll say network that will be the uh, that'll be the only tease word I say is network so we'll have to uh, leave it at that but guys it's been fun it's been great I will see everybody this coming weekend for predicts as well as recap and if not I will see everybody next Friday for episode number twenty eight is it twenty eight or twenty seven one of those two anyways it's been a long show so guys I'll see everybody again sometime soon enjoy your weeks and uh, take care. <laughs>